Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's, what's, what's wrong with you? What's going on, everyone, and welcome to The Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church, and we are your local churchmen. My name is Josh, and I'm here, as always, with Captain Jackius Barius. Jack, yes, what's going on, man? It's good to see you. Yeah, prepping for this Montana trip. That's right. You got some work, uh, some work stuff going on. Yeah, with cigar. So that's why we're doing So we're recording here on a Saturday afternoon. Yes, look at us. So, yeah, I mean, getting ready for that stuff. I got mm-hmm. an airporter shuttle I got to get on at 4.10 in the morning because my flight's at 7. So, oh. good news is, is I get to go to, when I fly into Bozeman, I'll go to Lord's Day services at a sister church of ours yeah. in Bozeman. So, that'll be nice. That's so. really cool. That's really cool. Yep. So you lining up all the all the cigar lounges, figuring out where you're yeah. gonna be, what you're gonna do. You got to fill your time with something while you're, you know, yeah. working, traveling across the 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 channeled scablands of Montana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I've I've heard. I mean, it, it it'll be okay. It's yeah. It it'll. Gosh, it's just like two hours in between every single location of our business yeah um it's like two hours from like helena to billings it's like an hour and a half from like helena to where we're gonna set up stuff Mm -hmm. it's like two hours from Mm -hmm. helena Missoula. so it's just it's bananas yeah yeah yep yeah well at least you'll get to check uh check some cool places out i expect many pics and hopefully video we're going to throw yes. some updates to our patrons so that they know that Jack is safe because we want to make sure Jack is safe. <laughs> you know, he's going off into the wild blue yonder into the wild, wild west of down in Montana. So come back to us, Jack. All right. Yes, I will. You're going to bring your recording Josh. stuff. We're going to try to do some Patreon apps on the road. If which uh, yeah, is always if, an if, adventure. <laughs> if hotel Internet will work out. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be OK. But yeah. Jack, we're going to get into um, a hot topic today going around uh, the 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 interwebs. Um, but before we do, uh, mm-hmm. why don't you bring to us and our people 
uh, just in time for, oh, I talked to Ed Romaine today. Oh, boy. Yeah. Old Eddie. Old Ed. What what Ed say? He skips the cigar review every time. <laughs> skips it. T- token Completely. Ed move. Completely. Token Ed, Ed Romine. Ed yeah. Romine. He skips the cigar reviews. But you know what, Ed? We're still doing them. Sorry, man. You can skip yeah. them. You can skip them all you want. But now is your... I'm going to start giving, like, warnings. Like, now is your time to skip. <laughs> you know? Come back in yeah. a few minutes. But, Jack, why don't you give us the Reformatory Cigar of the Week? What do you got for us? January, as always, is uh, January's for Hoya. So January Hoya. is Hoya de Nicaragua. Uh, this week's cigar is the Hoya de Nicaragua and the Antonio, which we talked about. It's that anniversary, but it's in a dark Corojo. And it's like as a, as a Rosa. As a Rosa. I don't know. There's people name their cigars to name their cigars. That's true. Um, this is in the Robusto sizing or Vitola. Mm-hmm. Uh, the description is a full-bodied smoke that offers a cocoa and caramel aroma with a spicy, dark, chocolatey flavor. Uh, it's a Nicaraguan Puro uh, binder, wrapper, uh, filler, <laughs> all Nicaraguan. But nice. uh, it's a dark Corojo wrapper from Nicaragua, grown in Nicaragua. Uh, and then you got aged filler Nicaraguan tobaccos as well. Um, pretty, pretty easy fare here. It's a full, so... Uh, mind you, this is a fuller cigar, so it's going to be on the earthier notes and kind of more of those tasting notes, but it's going to be a fuller cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, but good news is the MSRP for one of these bad boys is eight, anywhere from eight to nine dollars. There we go. A cigar. That's what so we're talking about. I try and make it. It may not have the accolades and the awards, but it's got the price. Yeah, it's got the price and the taste. And that's we'll what take we care it. about with you people. We'll take so. it. <laughs> Look at you, man. Look at you. Solid, solid, solid work. As always, Jack, um, uh, you'll have to see if you can find anything new on your trip to Montana. Maybe find a little something for, something for February, maybe, you know? Yeah, I've, uh, well, there's, there's, I ha- I know what's coming down the line for February. Do you? Sorry. Um, I know, I know what's happening We'll start, we'll start teasing that maybe in, in some future eps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that. I like that. All right, Jack. Well, well done as always. That, my friends, is the Reformatory Cigar of the Week. And you know what to do. Go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack. So, uh, drama, drama, drama. Always drama. Um, and yep. this one this one came out of right field for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, those, uh, you know, yeah, I'm sure we'll, you know, You'll see the title of this app. You'll know what we're talking about. But um, some some uh, some drama happening, uh, kind of in the reformedish world right now. I mean, that's par for the course. There's always drama in the reform world. But this one is very interesting because this one I think has some direct implications and questions as to you know how we interact with this kind of topic within the local church. Long story short. Um, Alistair Begg, which I'm a, I have been a massive uh, fan of for years. Alistair yep. Begg um, is kind of synonymous with my childhood. I remember growing up and hearing Alistair Begg on the radio in my grandparents' house as they would be cooking breakfast. Like you know, his his voice is just kind of synonymous with childhood for me. Um, yeah, and and uh, just a, a great great preacher, great um, you know just expositor and I've always enjoyed, you know, listening to Alistair Pegg, uh, for years. Um, 
And he uh, kind of, uh, I would say, caused some some friction and some wildfire uh, to, in, a, in a recent, um, I don't know if it was, a, I have the audio clip and we'll play it. I don't know if it was a podcast or if it was a recap of the Truth For Life sermons that him and his, co- his radio co-hosts do. It sounded yeah. like it was more like that because I recognized the voice of yeah. the of the program host. So I'm assuming that this, you know, they, they aired his sermon and then they have a little, like usually like five minute kind of recap at the end. I'm assuming that this is where that comes from. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so basically that's, that's, that's my understanding of as well too. Okay. So. All right. And like I said, we'll, we'll play the audio here for context. Um, but Alistair Begg, uh, caused some 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 stirring in the waters um, by uh, taking the the stance that that a, a Christian, uh, in order to preserve their their witness and to be a witness to unbelievers, should attend uh, a a transgender wedding or a gay wedding or you know some however you want to you know you something call along it the there. lines yeah um, like that and again we'll we'll listen to the audio here but but but. Basically stating that it would be a good thing to do, you know, for the witness and, and in order to, to, to show the love of Christ, even though you might disagree with what's happening, attending is would still be prudent and important. So obviously that just exploded, right? Oh, yeah. um, just went absolutely nuts. Um, and right away... Uh, you have people canceling Alistair Begg, right? And and then the people that the people that are against cancel culture start canceling. Him. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're against cancel culture until it's something we want to cancel, right? Yeah. Um, and you have people saying, you know, writing him off as not saved, writing him off as disqualified for pastoral ministry. You have some that have, you know, that, that come out of the woodwork and say, I've been seeing the liberal drift for years, and Alistair Begg's been whack for years, and you know, to that I'm like, really, like. Who have we been? Have you, we've been listening to the same Scottish guy. Um, <laughs> anyway, so a lot of different responses, but it does bring up the question, Jack, how should we as members of the local church hold two things as true? One, wanting to, as Christ tells us to love our enemies, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Pray for those who persecute us, right? Show love and compassion toward the unsaved, but also holding just as true on the other end, not accepting or not approving of sinful choices and sinful lifestyles, right? So we have, we we are called to hold the standard of scripture that scripture places down while at the same time showing kindness, love, and gentleness and giving yeah. the gospel, right, to those individuals. Obviously, there's a lot of debate on how those things play into one another right but we know they have to we know that they have to right yeah um so jack i'm gonna you know hopefully my technology works here i'm gonna try to play the audio okay uh and then it's about three minutes something like that we'll let it play because we want to get context we're not going for sound bites here we want to hear the context of what's going on and then jack and i are going to have some some discussions so jack i'm going to try to make this happen here Oh boy, people. All right. Here we go. All right. All right. Seems to be working. And here we go. I think every pastor who preaches, every author who writes a book like this, 
comes away thinking, I hope my readers or my listeners will think differently as a result of their interaction with this, will will feel differently, and will act differently. As you think about this book and your prayer for this book, what do you hope will be different? How do you hope people will be different after they have read uh, this book and they've meditated on this sermon? Well, first of all, you know, I hope that I will be different. Um, the old song that we never sing, you know, it's not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. I mean, that that is that is foundationally the case. Um, and so I hope that that would be multiplied. I hope that, that um, our church family, those who choose to uh, read this book, that we that it might have an impact among us because learning to say i'm sorry learning to say please forgive me learning to say you know i'm not at my best at the moment can you come alongside me learning to say yes i know that these people believe a very different agenda that their lifestyle is orientated in another direction and learning to say but i have no basis upon which i could argue that I would, myself would not be where they are, were it not for the amazing grace of God, were it not for his compassion towards me. And in very specific areas, this comes across. I mean, you and I know that we field questions all the time that go along the lines of, uh, my grandson is about to be married to a transgender person, and I don't know what to do about this, and I'm calling to ask you to tell me what to do, mm. which is a huge responsibility. And in a conversation like that, just a few days ago, um, and uh, people may not like this answer, but I asked the I asked the grandmother, "Does your grandson understand your uh, belief in Jesus?" Yes. Does your grandson understand that your belief in Jesus makes it such that you can't countenance uh, in any affirming way the choices that he has made in life? Yes. I said, "Well, then, okay, as long as he knows that." then I suggest that you do go to the ceremony Hmm. and I suggest that you buy them a gift. Hmm. Oh, she said, what? She was caught off guard. I said, well, here's the thing. You're not going to, your your love for them may catch them off guard, but your absence will simply reinforce the fact that they said these people are what I always thought, judgmental, critical, unprepared mm-hmm. to countenance anything. And it is a fancy, it is a fine line, isn't it? It really yeah. is. And people need to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. But I think we're going to take that risk. We're going to have to take that risk a lot more if we want to build bridges into the hearts and lives of those who don't understand Jesus and and don't understand that he is a king. John tells us he was full of grace and truth, and we have to figure out how we can be full of grace and truth at the same time, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Full of our words should be full of grace and seasoned with salt. Yeah. So easy to get that upside down. And when a pastor does, then that, that will take on an, uh, a role in a congregation as well and flavor it. And so, you know, let not many of you become teachers. Yeah. So that's the, that's the clip. Mm-hmm. That's the clip. That's, that, that's what we've got. Um, that's kind of in the 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 as full of a context as, as we can as we can give there, um, Jack. Uh, initial thoughts on on that. 
Yeah, Josh and I were kind of spitballing this before we did the podcast. And I think Alistair's um, intention behind what he's saying is is good. Mm-hmm. The intention of wanting to show people Christ's grace and compassion to them as seen in the Gospels, mm-hmm. as seen in our Christian lives. Like, that's mm-hmm. good intent. Mm-hmm. It's good intent that we want to share the Gospel with our non-believing friends and families and neighbors, right? Yep. I think what's missing is the and, and yet again too this is hard because I don't think this is necessarily a clear cut definitive like this is heresy this is on the line of truth I think you're acting in a way where we're kind of deciding out actions right mm-hmm. and I think his intent is good his action may be leaning towards I think I think I would have left that open ended to be quite honest mm-hmm. for the for the grandmother to make that decision herself. I think the questions are important of what he asks, um, especially. I mean, obviously, you did not hear Alistair Begg say just roll over and go over to this place and support him, whatever you do. Right. He was pretty definitive in saying, "Does your grandson know that you follow Jesus? Does he know that you are not affirming of what he does sure. in this wedding?" Sure. I think those intentions are good. I think the intention of loving them and showing them grace like Jesus is good. Mm-hmm. I think the actions, those are those are what's calling into question right now. Right. Of okay, we're saying this stuff, but are we as are our actions really affirming them to a certain degree too? Yeah. But yet again, too, I mean, I've gone to I've gone to heterosexual weddings where I knew that those people were sleeping together before their wedding. Oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like, and yeah. it's like, you know, it, it calls into question that as well too. Is mm-hmm. that a okay place to be in? Or does the, does the unnatural act make it an action that we should not support? That's, yeah. those are questions to to ask. And that's what has been going through my mind since I've heard this clip. So yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I think those are all really good observations and really good questions for sure. I, I've got a couple of things. First, First one, and it's not really related to the topic. It, it's been a while since I've listened to Alistair Begg. Um, he sounds old. He does. And it yeah. makes me sad. Yeah. It makes me sad. Like, his voice is so, um, it was just like, 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 wavering. Fluttering. It was yeah. wavering. Um, yeah, he sounds, he sounds old. Um, so because of that, right, uh, we are called in scripture to not rebuke an old man harshly. Right. Um, and I that was the first thing that came to my mind was listening to Alistair Begg uh, explain his position, listening to the tremble in his voice because of his age. Uh, it automatically made me think of all these young whippersnappers yeah. online yeah, <laughs> that are calling him out for being apostate, being a heretic, calling out his his uh, care, you know, and his love of the gospel um, when they have done not a quarter for the kingdom that Alistair Begg has, yeah. right? Um, they are not following those precepts of rebuking an old man uh, harshly. And uh, they need to, they need to, they need to have their, their opinions tempered with grace and wisdom, especially when addressing someone who's been, you know, used by God in some mighty, mighty ways for many, many people. Okay. So that's my first thought again, not really related to the topic, but it just, it, 
as I was listening, you know, it's like, yeah, that's not the Alistair Begg that I grew up listening to. His there's 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 some energy and fire that's gone, um, you know. But anyway, um, <clears throat> I agree with you, Jack, in that I believe Alistair Begg's intention is good, and I believe his intention is something that we should seek to emulate. In in that, we as Christians are called to be salt and light to the world. They will know us by the way that we love, right? Mm-hmm. Grace and truth must go hand in hand. So if we're going to speak truth to the culture, if we're going to speak truth to our brothers and sisters in Christ, if we're going to be speaking truth to an unbeliever, we must do so in grace and humility and in the same way that those truths were given to us through Christ, right? Because Christ is not a harsh master, and Christ impresses the truth on your heart, right? He does so with grace. So we Mm -hmm. should seek to do that as well. Right. Um, Now, that being said, you know, I agree with I agree with his reasoning. Right. I personally, like you, would question the application of that reasoning. Sure. Right. Uh, Because I think, again, we can hold we we hold multiple things as true. Right. Um, And just because we are seeking to do one thing does not mean that we negate the truths of the other. Right. And that is that, you know, a homosexual marriage or a transgender marriage. Right. It is against the will of the Lord. It is Mm -hmm. against the standard of Scripture. It is what Scripture would call an abomination. Sure. Because it is messing with, again, think of what about what Satan does. Satan cannot create. He can only distort. So he takes the good things of God and he flips them on their ear, distorts them, corrupts them, and then promotes it as good, right? So we have the beautiful picture of, of, of the gospel of Christ and his church. We, we, we have the picture of Christ and his church in marriage, mm-hmm. right? The relationship between man and the woman that God uh, set in motion at, uh, in, in the garden. And Satan takes that picture and flips it on its head, distorting the picture, distorting the image, distorting the, re- the representation, right? Yeah. A homosexual wedding ceremony is a celebration of that which Satan has corrupted. Sure. And has has made uh, disturbing and has made made a lie. Right. Mm -hmm. So that is an aspect of the conversation that I believe um, may have been lost in that conclusion that Alistair Begg comes to. And that I agree with his sentiment that we should be seeking to be gracious and to love those that are not in Christ, right? But sometimes that does mean having a hard conversation or making a hard decision, right? Mm-hmm. And it all comes down, it's like, Jack, I have found, and again, like I know Alistair Begg might disagree with this. Um, I have found that it's it's often not as much the thing you do, but the motives and the way that you do it, right? Mm -hmm. There are many times that we as Christians need to have hard conversations, 
and we need to do hard things, right? Yeah. Sometimes that's within the context of the local church. Sometimes, like this, like this scenario describes, uh, you know, like this is going to be something that a lot of us are going to have to make a decision on because a lot of us that work, right? We work with people who identify as homosexual or identify as, as trans, right? It's, it's, it's the world that we live in. So we ha- as Christians have to figure out how do I live in this world, but not be of the world, right? Yeah. Because I'm in it. I have to deal with it. I can't just be a recluse and check out. Right. Um, and sometimes, depending on the scenario, and I don't think that there's just a blanket state, a blanket across the board scenario, which again is one of my concerns with Alistair Begg's application is is it was it was somewhat of a blanket application, sure, right? Yeah. Um, I do think that those are those really difficult conversations and situations have to be taken kind of one at a time, right? And the truth of Scripture applied to them individualistically, um, but I. I would agree with you, Jack, and, and it would be it would be my personal conviction not to attend that, um, yeah. because I don't believe that that is something that I should be celebrating and or supporting, right? And me being there, showing up to that, uh, and not having a conversation, and not not for the purpose of having a conversation on the day. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I yeah. think it would be seen as support and I think it would be taken yeah. as, as a, well, you know, I don't really agree, but, but, but I'm, but I'm going to show my support anyway. And in, in all the gracious, uh, in, in all the grace and love that I can, I, I can't support it. I, I love yeah. you as a person and I want to see you repent and come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But that does not mean that I am going to sign up to support even even with my presence for something like mm-hmm. this right so that's how i would respond to that and i would pray that the lord would use that witness the fact that i would stand on my convictions that i would hold the the standard of scripture high and that i would still even in that show my love to them i would pray and i would hope that the lord that that would be even more of a witness to mm-hmm. the power of christ in my life and in my heart than showing up. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. And then on top of it too, I mean, it depends on which kind of culture you're in right now too. So Mm. I was talking to, I was, I was kind of working this out with Josh before the episode. And I said, you know, when I was in higher education, one of my bosses, she was a quote unquote married lesbian woman Mm -hmm. in Tacoma. Mm -hmm. Tacoma actually has probably one of the highest lesbian populations in the country. Yeah. Um, and it was just very odd because she was very open to what I was going through seminary at the time. And she was very open to my success in seminary. She had been raised Roman Catholic. Mm. Um, so there's a, there's a line, I think that there's a cordialness that I think Christians should always have, but I think there's also uh, a line in which we don't cross sometimes as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So there's, there's stuff along those lines yeah. that, that are within the realm of, of making those decisions. And even too, it depends on, you know, I've seen people have the, their weddings and then have receptions or smaller receptions or private receptions. And then those are also coming into question too. Like, do I attend just the reception to just like talk to them a little bit more about that mm-hmm. at their reception mm-hmm. or because I didn't attend the ceremony. So I, I think this, I, I'll leave it up to, to a certain extent, the Christian conscience 
because I trust the Holy Spirit and I trust the Christians that are making um, those choices. But then on top of it, um, yeah, there is that, what we talked about, like how do we separate ourselves from a culture that we know that we, that we're kind of one foot in the world and one foot out of the world to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And we have to kind of walk this line. Yeah. Um, It's not going to be easy. Uh, in your decisions that you make. And I think that what Josh and I talked about too is the cancel culture doesn't help. Um, no, it doesn't. I think I think that having a follow-up conversation to this would help uh, in kind of getting the nuance out there. Um, but like you said too, I don't like those blanket statements. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, doesn't, that doesn't necessarily help. Um, it's going to have to be I mean, there's a various amount of <laughs> factors that go into this. And so, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree with you on those things. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, again, it's, it's something like we have to be able to hold multiple things as true, right? The standard of scripture does not change, right? But the sentiments that, that, uh, that Alistair Begg, you know, gives are, are, are scriptural. They are, they are true. We should be engaging with the world and the lost in a good and gracious manner. Um, but that does not mean that we accept and, or, um, you know, relinquish the standard of practice that we are called to have as Christians. So, um, yeah, last, last, last thing I would say, um, would be, kind of along the lines of what Jack was saying that we got to do better as a culture and as as a reformed culture, when it comes to engaging with things, ideas and people that we disagree with. Right. We talked about this a little bit at the top of the show, but folks call like there were, so there were, there were takes worse than what Alistair Begg said. Uh, on online of people, the way that they chose to engage with this topic, the way that they chose to, you know, just just eviscerate Alistair Begg, um, call into question his entire ministry and the ways that the Lord has used him over the years. Uh, and it's embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. Um, and we got to be able to do better. We have to be able to actually engage with these topics and engage with people that we disagree with. In a gracious manner, because when we don't do that, you're just showing yourself to you're just you're displaying to. I think the rest of people, the rest of the people that are watching that you yourself are kind of the standard of truth that you're setting up the way that you would go about things, the way that you would say things, the way that you think things should go, that that is the way that it should be. And anything that doesn't fall in that line just gets eviscerated and it's not healthy. It's not good. It's not something that, that, that we should be doing as Christians. So we got to do better with that. And we got to be able to look at someone like Alistair Begg and understand that nobody's perfect, right? Nobody is going to have perfect application to every, every conviction, right? Um, Nobody is ever going to <laughs> uh, be a hundred percent accurate in the way that they interpret and apply scripture. And we have to have grace when that happens. So um, that would just kind of be where I would, I would want to land this plane is, you know, 
disagree uh, because I think Jack and I do, but do it graciously and do it like Christians and do it like brothers, right? Who love each other and want to see each other do better. Not as, you know, someone's just like, I knew it. Like I've been watching Alistair Begg liberal drift for years. And I knew like, I, I, I never listen to Alistair Begg. I think he's, you know, it just things like that just kills me. It kills me because it's, um, it's just not true. It's just not true. Yeah. And it's not a good way to, it's not a good look. It's just not a good look. So yeah, Jack, my friend, um, I think that's about it. You probably have some yeah. packing to do. Um, yeah, do. <laughs> why don't you, uh, why don't you get us out of here? My friend, ladies and gentlemen, if you appreciate Josh and I's attempt to try and get some nuance into a very hard topic, uh, you too can follow us at the reformatory in different ways ask us questions, uh, give us some different answers for episode ideas. Uh, we are on the different sociables, the Facebook, the metaverse, the Instagram goes well with chocolate mm-hmm. marshmallow and the sociable formerly known as Twitter X, <laughs> uh, at the refor- at the tags at reformatory pod, Josh, you can tell the lovely people how they might support us in other endeavors at making the local church central to the Christian's life. That's right. If you appreciate Jack's and I, Jack and I's, Jack's and I, I and Jack's, I don't know. English is a if weird language. If you appreciate sorry. our yeah. attempts and encouragement to make the local church more central in your life, there's many ways that you could support us. Uh, we have a YouTube, so you can head over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel. You can watch this episode as well as listen to it. Hit the little bell you know, for notifications, like, comment, subscribe, share with your friends, all that stuff. That'd be really really jive that'd be awesome you could uh uh, like i said share this episode share other episodes um that would be really really cool you can give us a little like and rating uh, on apple and spotify we would appreciate that last but not least you could head on over to patreon we like every other podcast have a patreon but ours is awesome ours is legit it's exclusive Exclusive. exclusive and it is the uh it is the premier patreon for reformed podcast because you get bonus episodes you get this episode for you get cigar talk you get food talk you get nerd talk we have a chat that you can hop in dude i was helping a brother um a brother in our chat out uh just yesterday uh getting his first pipe he's, he's he hit me up in nice. the patreon that is an exclusive right that our patrons mm. have and uh, he's mm-hmm. getting his pipe today, and he got his pipe tobacco, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna tell me how it smokes. So that is legit. I love that. Uh, that's what the Patreon's for. So if you would like to join our Patreon, we would absolutely love it. And then if you do for a five dollar holla, that's all it is five dollars a month. You too could become a Patreon supporter, and that our pledge to you is that your name shall be hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. That is our pledge to you. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory. <laughs>